Da, 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 da. So, fuck, I don't know the rest of the words. <laughs> love your love as you Weep not for the memory. We're not recording yet, are we? Yes, he is. Damn it. Oh, actually. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Nintendo Sega Genesis. When I was dead broke, man, I couldn't picture this. Welcome, everybody, to the Screen Looker Podcast Show. My name is Martin Ben, and I am your host today. With me, I have Daniel George. How are you, sir? I'm doing as good as a Torontonian can be in April and May. <laughs> I mean, you know, speak May. <laughs> you, get, you guys get a new mayor every two every April and May. Uh, it seems like these years, but it's fine. It, it, you you'll be okay. It's better than I'd Robert. rather have LeBron James as my mayor than any of the mayoral candidates coming this year. I think technically he is mayor right now. Right, like they just the can the race was canceled and postponed until he's ready to let it go. I think. Can I happened. just say that LeBronto sounds like one of the horses that uh, were at the Kentucky Derby this weekend? <laughs> I know, uh, I know someone has an expertise in that. <laughs> oh. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> um, we were actually went to the chiropractor yesterday, and the guy was like, did you guys watch the race of the people of the horses running in a circle? Um, I was like, no, nah, I, I don't ever watch that. And he was like, yeah, I mean, who knows who won? And that's, I was like, yeah, that was the name of the horse who won. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Um, and also, the dulcet tones you hear is Matt Rutkowski. How are you, sir? Hello. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Started today, did some cleaning, read a little bit of a book that's going to arrive at my house in a couple of days. Uh, you know, doing that adult things that adults do. Um, also terrible. recovering from... Uh, the night of Cinco de Mayo, so you know, oh. just 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 all around good time over here. Yeah, you sound pretty perky for the night after uh, the day after Cinco de Mayo. Yes, because the other thing that adults do is they say and they act like they did a lot on a specific day, and then right. I, I really didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> just without the social media fake posting, right. <laughs> Right. A margarita you made yourself. Right. A margarita close up so that they can't tell that it's just you in your kitchen. <laughs> now what you gotta do is you need to go out one nutty here, take a bunch of pictures then of like different things like oh uh, going Easter drinking with my cousins or something like that. Then he puts like an Easter egg in a beer and then uh that type of thing. You just go through your entire catalog of pictures that you've pre done and then mm-hmm. you look get to look to be social. 
Oh, of right. course. It's got to be like a late October day. So right. you can wear a jacket. <laughs> right. And then you have a sweater and you have a shirt underneath. Just take off layers to make yeah. it look like you're in different outfits. You, you got to have at least two times out, though. Because you got to have it when it's oh. when it's light outside. So you need like your late light, light pictures. And the problem with going out in like the summertime is it's light for forever. So... And it looks different than when it's like a day, a, a dark day in April. Doesn't look mm. the same as a dark day in July, uh, which also doesn't look the same as a dark day in December. Um, so you gotta you gotta catch all of those, or you just take one vacation a year, oh. and you catch all of them, and just say, "Yeah, it was a great time in my uh, in Miami the whole all year. Miami is just sunny and and warm outside." <laughs> Can we do like an on location podcast from Miami one day? <laughs> it just depends who's covering the expenses. That that's mm-hmm. what, that's what that comes down to. Who's <laughs> winning the lottery? Right. <laughs> Especially for that international travel. Goodness. Um, yeah. <laughs> all the way across the border of Canada. I mean, so far away. Um, <laughs> for Miami, it's like four ish, maybe hours. I can't imagine it's a shorter ride than like flying to Wisconsin. Like it has to be about the same, somewhere around there. From Toronto to Miami and Toronto to Wisconsin. No, 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 no. Both of them to Miami. Oh, like Wisconsin to Miami. (laughs) Um, no, you have you don't have to uh, show a passport. That's the only difference. I mean, I guess that would make it take longer. Um, yeah, what if they ask you questions? Like, <laughs> why why would a Canadian go to Wisconsin and then to, to Miami? <laughs> I'd pick you up. At, that's the story. <laughs> a layover. Exactly. Um. Anyway, what 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 have, what have y'all been playing? Let's 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 start with Rakowski. What what are you working on these days? Well, uh, a couple. Large things have happened in my life. One, my fiance and I decided that we're, we need to stop playing World of Warcraft because we were both playing it too much. Thank so you. I have uh, the uninstalled turner. the game. Oh my god, uh, this is such an amazing! Like we have to chronicle, <laughs> we have to chronicle this because we said it in January. It is. Oh, you were May. right. <laughs> uh, yeah, you were oh, right. God. That happened, and now it's not happening anymore. <laughs> Amazing. Well, I'm I'm happy that you all are breaking the addiction as as thoroughly as you can. I mean, yes, it's a commitment. Once you once you uninstall the game, it's a commitment. So I I, I applaud you all. Uh, but then we decided to find another thing to get addicted to, and as of Friday, we own a Nintendo Switch. Oh, oh. So we've been playing playing that a lot. Okay, okay. What 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 are y'all? What have you all been investing in on there? Well, we. Got uh, Mario Kart with it, but we have not played that yet. Um, I got Rocket League off the eShop because I've wanted to play it for a while. And we also got Lego Worlds that Bridget's been playing uh, quite a bit. And it seems fun. It also seems a bit frustrating, but mostly fun. <laughs> <laughs> Lego Worlds is the Minecraft-like one, right? Where the uh, yeah. build... Okay. I, I get confused because there's Lego Worlds, then there's also Lego Dimensions for, like... 
I guess a little bit longer, and then there's the Lego games. I there's a lot of Lego stuff out there. <laughs> Lego versus Roblox, <laughs> the fighting game. Oh man! But so, how do you like Rocket League? Because it's been around for a while, so I know that temptation has been there for a minute. But how do you like it? Well, I do like it a lot, but mostly because did you guys ever play Excite Bike sixty four? Oh yes, yes I have. Well, they had like that soccer multiplayer game in Excite Bike that my cousins and I would play for hours on end, and this is basically just that but better. So <laughs> it's right. been fun in that way. I haven't played any competitive games yet. Um, oh, uh, I don't like competition. I was about to say, don't even worry about it, man. It's just okay. going to make you feel bad about yourself. Like the the moment that somebody comes streaking across the sky from the other side of the room. <laughs> And, and flies and hits a ball from like half court in or half field into the into the uh the goal it'll just be like all right i mean you just gotta chuck that one up as a loss i didn't realize <laughs> this is what you guys are doing out here <laughs> yeah um maybe one day i'll do that if i get so obscenely bored after basketball season i'll just huh i feel like losing at something today and then i'll play that it, it you know, the funny thing is, is that I, I definitely played Rocket League a lot when it first came out because it was free on PlayStation Plus, And it was one of those like, oh, my God, I can't give this. They gave this to us for free. And I don't know how um, <laughs> <laughs> that type of games. But there was never a time where there were a ton of people doing all those tricks and things in my games. So, like, there has to be something, some kind of matchmaking logic to make sure you don't go against people who are that much better than you but there are also a lot of people who are really 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 good at physics <laughs> and putting that <laughs> stuff together like in real time just being like oh i think if i took off right now and jumped and burst myself through the air with my jet stream and flipped the car that may be the perfect angle to score right here and you know, it now people yeah. are doing crazy tricks all the time. <laughs> I've yet to figure out how to do the flipping thing. Seems oh yeah, important. you gotta, you gotta. Uh, it's just flipping. Uh, I guess I don't know how the Nintendo Switch one works, but it was just that you would like make your car like jump into the air, and then you're actually using the joystick to like flip it around. But oh. Got to get enough air to do it. So you got to boost yourself up first, too. So it's jump, boost, flip it over. It's a lot. That's, that's already two more things that I'm capable of doing. At any time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And uh, Daniel, what have you been playing? Uh, I just got Swords of Ditto. I didn't get the chance to play it yet. Uh, planning on doing a little dive in on that game before May is up. Uh, I've been playing a little bit Darkest Dungeon, trying to get back into that nonsense, but I think I've talked about that before. Mm-hmm, However, mm-hmm. I did play Slay the Spire this week uh, because it got a third new character called the Defect. Now, I've talked about Slay the Spire before, how it's a dungeon crawler roguelite like, where mm-hmm. you pretty much you have a path that goes wherever you want. Or sorry, you take, you know, one of five divergent paths. You get, you build up a deck. You take out enemies. You try to get relics and do enough damage to climb to the top of the spire. Defeat a bunch of bosses. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. But um, the, this defect character is very interesting in that it uses orbs, and you can harness and channel the orbs with different types of energy built up by your card and by your deck. And it's very interesting because it's like I had to learn how to play the game all over again. Ever since uh, the beginning, uh, it's it, Slave Spire is still in early access, but it's been offering daily runs, which you know offer a bunch of different um, kind of customizations to your deck. You know, you might have fifty cards from both two characters. Uh, you might have only every time you pick up a card, you get three cards. You know, a bunch of modifiers. This one is. You have to defend yourself and you have to take down these enemies using 70 different cards you've never seen before. And it's like learning how to ride a bike again, but also it's a unicycle. But if you know how to use the unicycle, it's super overpowered. Because Hmm. you can do stuff like hold an umbrella if it's raining. Hmm. That does sound powerful. Yeah, it's, it's, it's OP. Like, uh... So for this uh, character, it, it has orbs, you know, that like le- electricity, which do passive damage at the end of every turn. It could also have a passive shield that boosts every turn. But if you evoke one of these orbs that you channel, you can do an even more powerful thing. So it's all about harnessing enough power quickly and preserving your defense and energy while using your cards to attack enemies and just pretty much putting up a buffer. There's, uh, I think, electricity, dark energy, uh, ice energy, plasma, which boosts your mana for cards, just kind of using Hearthstone logic. And uh, it's been an interesting, fun time, and I'm so terrible with them. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, it's... I've just been playing that and uh, hope to get into... It's been a long time since uh, I've been able to kind of be stumped by a game. i also been playing a game for review, but I can't talk about that right now. Ooh. It's come out before. <laughs> it's a port. But, but still. <laughs> Wait, what? Okay. Sonic the Hedgehog 2? Dragon's Crown... <laughs> no, Dragon's Crown Pro. Oh, that game. That infamous The game, game where every every character is the most ridiculously proportioned male or female. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um look <laughs> into this now. Speaking We're of We're talking like hulking dwarfs and powerful magi with heaving breasts and amazon with sculpted bodies you know that kind of stuff what's the name of the game again just one second doing (laughs) dragon's crown bro yeah dragon's crown uh a game i've never played um it's search dragon's crown pro uh mage uh save search on sorry uh wizard (laughs) wow Yep. That's, or sorry, that's sorcerer. I keep forgetting the 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 name is the sorcerers. Safe search, on. 
the design i've seen the things de- the design is the most ridiculous like we're talking uh a sta- a staff between her butt cheeks and a skull shoved right into her breasts mhm it's the most ridiculous thing i think that is passed in a modern game that's 17 and under trying to get that image out of my head is giving me a headache yeah <laughs> yeah uh, japan everyone that's just what that's that's what the people want yeah people bought it for um taking yoko taro take notes <laughs> Oh man. So I've been playing the wonderful dad of boy. Um boy boy. Uh <laughs> uh, and I got to say man, I have I always thought the God of War games were de- decent, you know, like I never understood the people who were like obsessive about like how much they love them, because um, it was really weird. Because it's like, man, I can't love any game where the main character is this much of an a hole. Um, but it was always fun to be Kratos and be overpowered and do all these crazy things um, that you obviously would never be able to do in real life. Like you know, same thing we always talk about, but. Um, it was also pretty clear to see, like, when other people would say, yeah, I don't really think those games, like, do very much. And outside of God of War 2, they were, they're pretty right. Like, the games are mostly just yell at, yell at a god, yell at the sky, yell at people, yell at your family, yell at yourself. Like, yell at everybody, basically. Those are the everybody. six... <laughs> The six uh, literary um, themes. <laughs> yell versus man. Yell versus nature. <laughs> right. Yell versus self. Right. Like you just you just yell the whole time. And in this one, you're 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 mostly subdued in a way that is acted well because it's it's a subduedness that you can hear as as like you know if you've never even played any of the Oda games, like you know that the man that is currently in front of this child is an angry and aggressive person. And you know it because of the way in which everything he says is this subdued thing. Um, But yeah, I think that this game shows that you can have a character who is largely reprehensible and still make a story that is something you want to play through. Um, which is not to say that that hasn't happened before. It's just usually you don't know the character is reprehensible before you start. So, like, if you take The Last of Us, The Last of Us takes a character that you really don't know anything about except that they've suffered a few losses. And they took an L or two. Yeah, like, yeah, they got, they got, they, they, they too face LeBron in the playoffs. And they. <laughs> <laughs> and they too have a few L's on their system. The Last uh, of Us is all the people who survived LeBron in the playoffs. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I look forward to that. The Western game. Conference, then. Right. 
<laughs> Steph Curry wins. That, that's right. Oh, no, Steph Curry's the- not in there. <laughs> Steph Curry wins. He's like, who knew? We all were the last of us this whole time. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, but with God of War, you know, everyone understands the history of this character is basically destroying all of the Greek pantheon and destroying the world of Greece that's protected by them in, in exchange. And so as you play this game, the idea is like really simple. You're, you're the, <clears throat> the mother of your child has died and her final request to you and to him was that you both go and take her ashes to the tallest mountain in the realm. Now, there are twists with that. So I'm not going to get into spoilers or anything, but, um, you know, obviously this takes you along a lot of different paths. But I think the thing that gets me more than anything is they have so many side quests and side conversations that aren't about that specific goal that still do nothing but fill out this world so you know how it got the way it is. <clears throat> They are distractions, boy. <laughs> right. Like, it is. He does say that at one point. Yeah, actually. exactly. Uh, <laughs> but it, it's funny because if you, like, the conversation around the game is really weird to me now. Because while it is getting, like, aggressively good reviews, best reviewed game that's not a port from the previous generation in The Last of Us or Grand Theft Auto, um the conversation has kind of shifted a bit where there are other people who are weighing in and they're kind of like the problem with the game is still that Kratos is an unlikable person. And I'm like, but the game knows that they literally, he hates himself. <laughs> like he can't die though. So it's not like he's going anywhere. Um, but it made me have a question of like, you know, whether people can actively get behind somebody they rooted against before. Because, I mean, God of War is pretty infamous for its treatment and portrayal of women in the sense that they're they're nothing but sex objects or people that you kill in games. Um, and this game doesn't do that, though women do die. Um, or I shouldn't say they die. Uh, so... This isn't a spoiler because oh. it's just a side. It's just a side quest thing, but it's it's one of the side quests you get. So the Valkyries are locked in these chambers that Odin has mm-hmm. put throughout the world, and the Valkyries are some of the best fights in the games you can get. They don't actually have any bearing on anything with regard to the um with regard to how the actual story plays out, but they do exist. Um, and they are women, all of them. And, you know, the story of the Valkyries is that they're meant to guide people from this world to either Helheim or Valhalla, depending upon how they died and what their pursuits in life were. And the idea is that they're recruiting warriors for Valhalla because those are going to be the warriors that Odin uses to fight off Ragnarok. And, you know, that's just Norse mythology stuff. So that's, again, not a spoiler. Um, but you do end up having to fight them and you do end up having to kill them because their bodies are not meant to be chained to Earth. They're meant to be in Helheim and they're all supposed to be taking on these different roles of picking through these different people. But without them there, that's why the world is the way it is. It it 
it gives you a reason for why there's all these enemies all over the place all the time. Um, so like those are the women that you kill in the game. Then your wife dies off screen before the game even starts. And then there are, there's one other female character in the game and, and that's it. Um, it's very much one of those times where you're like, yeah, guys, I really can't defend the fact that there's like, there's literally no other woman in the game. There are, your wife is the only mythological woman in the game besides the other female character and she's dead. Um, and the other woman has been pacified because of a pact that Odin made, or, or I should say a spell that Odin passed on her. So, like, literally none of the women have any agency in any of the violence in the game, um, even though they are supposedly powerful enough to do things. So, it's a really interesting choice to make, but it's also, I think, an interesting choice for people to critique the fact that the mother dies ahead of time, because that was actually a good choice. And then the other choices were just kind of like, these are subsequent choices that don't really line up with anything that would seem to make sense. And because of the game's history and the series history, I think people are looking upon this game as if it was made with the same intent, even though there's none of the sex mini games, there's none of the like imagery or anything like that. That's similar to that. Like you don't have like women's breasts just hanging out for no reason or anything like no one's, treated with anything but the highest regard but they also don't have like active roles in the story they're mostly reacting to things um except your wife who is dead but has an active role that would be a spoiler for me to talk about so anyway i just thought that it was interesting because i started coming across those yesterday and today um but People don't hate it already, ironically, yet, right? No, no. Uh, well, there was the Patrick Klepek piece that came out that was like, I reserve the right to change my <laughs> mind about God of War, which was kind of like, okay, I thought that that was known. Um, but I, that's part of like the things that I was reading where it was like, I don't understand. Like, what do you guys, like, someone was like, the game should have focused on the boy more. And I'm like, the boy's 13. What What are you going to focus on a 13-year-old for? You find him to be insolent at different times in the game because he's 13. Or or I think the boy's supposed to be 11 in, in game year. Like, the game's year is, like, his 11th year of life. But the kid who played him was, like, 9 to 13 as he was acting for him. Um, <laughs> which was the funny joke where Corey Bar Barlog was like, the entire time we were working on the game, we were just really hoping puberty didn't hit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just surprised that you like from what you're telling me. Like, it's not even an issue with him acting in this game. No, that's not at all. hard for a teenager. Yeah, especially yeah. a new one. They only I'm, got one year of teenagehood. Right. <laughs> well, well, the funny thing is, is that the reason is they plant him in this story next to Kratos. So you you learn more about the boy because he's talking to Kratos about the things that he's never like he's never seen him experience. So like 
Kratos knows that the boy is his son, but Kratos spends all of his day hunting and like training and all that stuff so that he can become a better hunter. And the boy, because he was young all these years, for the most part, doesn't have any hunting training beyond a few times out. So his mother has mostly been training him to understand and know the realms because Kratos, one, doesn't speak the language and two, has no interest. So the mother is all this time like in the background planning all this stuff because once she passes, one of the things that's come out that is like just a known thing about the game is one of the first things you see is a hand on an imprint of the tree that he cuts down and she outlines all the trees that she wants to be a, for her pyre. Well, the trees were assorted into a rune of protection that guards them from the visibility of the Acer or the reg, or the Odin's gods. And so by her marking all these trees to get cut down, she one makes it so that they're uncovered, which is what starts the journey. And then two, forces them to have to work together because they can't hide. They have to work together to get to where they want to go. Um, yeah, she did play 4D chess with them. Yeah, yeah. You know, she was like, she was like, my husband is uninterested in this realm, um, and somehow he's interested in me. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's, it's, it's just an interesting game um, from a narrative perspective to me because... While they made that decision and everything else around it, um, like my whole thought the whole time was, man, I would actively and be diligently watching any kind of TV series about this version of Thor, Odin, Tyr, all of the like Heimdall has like no role in this universe at all. But there's another god named Tyr who walks through the different realms, right? Um, and then they have like allusions to to other places. So there's like allusions to Egyptian, Japanese, and Celtic history um, as well. So there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot going on in this game that they kind of throw into the end, but the actual journey along the way just lets you flesh out this world a lot more. And of course, I think I talked about the combat before. It's really good. It's just, I, I mean, I don't know how it is to play Dark Souls. I don't know how many, like, combos and things you're running out of there. But, like, the stuff that you do in this game is like, all right, so you're going to punch once, and then you're going to hold, and then a combo can start because now you're going to punch from an opposite stance, and he's going to throw the axe around the circle, throw it back around himself, and then he's going to throw out this special <laughs> runic blow that's going to freeze everything in the vicinity that the axe touches. And then you can take those guys and shatter them in half after you've frozen them. It's, it's just an amazing game. Like, you can do all of that. And then later in the game, you get other weapons that do molten lava so you can set everyone on fire. It's just, there's... I mean, there's a lot you could spin. I think most of the shows that I've been like listening to over the last couple of weeks, they start talking about God of War. It's the entire show. Uh, <laughs> but it's it's a really good game. And then I also started The Swords of Ditto, which has an amazing introduction 
of music at the main menu. Um, but I yeah, that, that's all I heard so far. <laughs> yeah, I, I've literally only heard that, and I played for about fifteen minutes. It, it has it has. Um, I don't know if it's on purpose to be the same as a Zelda thing, but it's a Zelda thing. It's a Zelda <laughs> thing. I've heard the Zelda comparison. Like, uh, literally, you are a chosen warrior to start the game, and then they die. That's literally the first five minutes of man. the game. <laughs> uh, one thing I do want to say quickly before we move on about uh, God of Warrior. How much did you know about Norse mythology before playing the game? Oh, l- literally, if it wasn't for the fact that Thor is, like a character way outside of that. I knew nothing. Like I didn't know anything about most of the other people. So like you can go and this is what widely known now, but you can travel through the other realms of of Norse mythology. So if you've watched Thor and you've seen like they talk about Alfheim, you get to fight dark elves, you see light elves. Mm-hmm. You can go to Svartalheim, which is where the dwarves are from and you have dwarves that are like the workshop people um that upgrade your weapons. Um you can't go to Asgard. Um there are places DLC. you can't go in the game. I oh my god. They if they do DLC, the the man, there's so much that they can do. Um but they have uh they go through and give you like an extensive history. And if you didn't know enough, like knowing a lot about the history doesn't really help you because they change it anyway. So like you meet Freya, who is the leader of the Vanir, um, and she's from Vanaheim and they're like another God race. There's uh, the giants, the frost giants are in there, but like, it's all a different take on Norse mythology. And it's much more interesting than the Thor take. Uh, <laughs> I think, <laughs> or I should say, the Marvel Thor take. They don't um, have uh, some smarmy uh, New Zealand sounding psychic. <laughs> no, they they do not. Thank thankfully, uh, they're actually no, not gonna say that. Um, okay. <laughs> well, the main reason I was gonna say uh, ask about your acclimation with uh, Norse mythology is because. Like, there's some things you can kind of guess, and, like, uh, uh, End Stingers, um, the, yeah. the first boss you encounter, and how they can, how they are undone. Yeah, yeah, I think the, uh, you'll, you'll know those things, I guess, because, I mean, like I said, I'm unfamiliar with what the actual Norse mythology is, um, but yeah, there are, like, all of them are actual characters from Norse mythology. Like, I don't think there's like outside of Kratos, I'm pretty sure most of the people you run into are real. Like, as in there are stories about them as being like, either these are the names of these people or like, this is the actual history of them. Um, But all of it comes directly from Norse mythology um, without it being like, yeah, we made this guy up. (laughs) or something (laughs) like that you know um so yeah i i think if you did have that you may have some things not be as much of a surprise for you but at the same time it is also not relevant to like the main story so like the first person you meet you understand who they are in their relation to another character in the game 
but that relationship has no bearing on pretty much anything like <laughs> you you're mostly just looking for when it's going to come up as a as a as a point of contention um same thing for like a lot of the uh a lot of what they're doing with Odin's gods and so you hear a lot of stories about the different gods um of Odin but especially Thor who is not a good guy um with amazingly good looks that just showers charisma all the time but is more of a monster that kills giants on a regular basis and you hear a lot about him and it makes you think that you're going to fight him this entire game like that's going to happen but then it puts this more subtle thing into play um, where, you know, like it, knowing who Thor is and what his history is doesn't actually mean anything here. Knowing who all these people are doesn't mean anything. Um, and I would recommend if you don't have very much knowledge of Norse history, but you do want to know the backstory of these worlds, um, you can do it by listening to the Lost Pages podcast that Sony put out which goes through and tells you the backstory of a lot of different characters in the game. And then if you don't want to listen to it in the game, you can listen to it there. Like the game tells you the same stories, but this just gives you other background. So when you go in, you're like, why does the world look this way? Oh, it's because, yeah. So Odin found out about Ragnarok because Thor had killed the husband of a woman and the woman tried to look into the future and the future showed her Ragnarok so then Thor or Odin goes and finds the woman, gets the images from her, and then kills her. And all of that has nothing in bearing on the game, but it does tell you how the world ends up where it is. So yeah, you don't need to know any Norse myth, but it, it could help you understand things a little bit better, I guess. All right. <laughs> Anyway, things, well said. <laughs> things we need to understand are why does Red Dead Redemption 2 not show any kind of gameplay yet? Is it still coming out this year? Do we think it's, so? <laughs> they they announced before in the, the pre-announced announce for the trailer that it was coming out October 26th. And they saw when IGN played it. It's playable. Oh, it is. It is. Okay. All right, I was just curious because, like, by this point, for Grand Theft Auto, like, five, what this five months from release, like, we all pretty much knew what we were getting into with Grand Theft Auto. They had showed you the three different players. They had showed you like popping up and popping back into a player. They had showed you like what the world is going to look like, all these different things. And I'm not a hundred percent sure how. I don't know how you get excited about Red Dead Redemption 2 based on these trailers. Do do you, I don't know. Have you watched the trailer, Rakowski? I have not. Um, the only person I know who's extremely excited about it is someone who annoys me a small amount. So the fact <laughs> that you're excited about it has kind of made me avoid it. That's what, yeah. I mean, like, the kind of excitement that people have for, like, as a casual gaming enthusiast and, um, extreme like or like more core like those things overlap each other uh with red dead or rockstar games like there's people who have appreciate everything about what made grand theft auto great before it turned into a shark card palooza 
<laughs> and they s- remember the Red Dead Redemption of the first. Mm-hmm. The first ever Red Dead Redemption game. Not the first Red Dead game, because right. there's also Red Dead Revolver. Right. People pretend it's not a, a trilogy at this point? Quadrilogy? <laughs> I'm Ron Burgundy? <laughs> it's, um... It's just because it's Rockstar. Rockstar can do no wrong, even when they do many wrong. <laughs> it, I think it's just really interesting to me because it looks kind of rote. Like, it, this is a thing R-O-T-E? that... Yeah. Like, it looks like something that's been done before um, in many ways. Like, not by video games, um, per se. But, like, the death of the Old Wests storyline is like one of the more like it's a it's one that was definitely explored a lot especially when america was really obsessed with like maintaining this idea of the of the west as like this um this land where you can go and make your own destiny you know like but as the trailer starts you know this is all about the fact that it's very hard for you to do that at this point now. Like now the land has been settled. There are people who own major vast amounts of it and you have to kind of make your way around them. Um, so for me, it's just kind of like this trailer doesn't really do anything for me, especially because it's the third trailer showcasing the same thing. Uh, um, <laughs> there's, there's new things. First off, it's a prequel to red dead redemption. Well, we, so it's, didn't we know that already though? Yeah, or was that just but, an assumption that I made. No, 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 it was known, but it's even more known now that you see a young John Marston in the trailer. I guess that's that's what does it for me. That doesn't do it for me, I guess. Is was what I'm saying. Like I was more or less like, yeah, but what what are we doing? What is what is the game at this point? You're uh you're a crew of train robbers and bank robbers and eventually battle royale players <laughs> <laughs> you you rob a bank uh or i should say you you rob a train and then you hop out the train um on an island that you're connected to <laughs> yeah but the red dead and redemption red dead redemption and rockstar in general are very good at telling stories in video games i mean i agree i also think that in many ways their games aren't the most fun to play through all the way uh <laughs> well what define all the way does that mean getting like all the alien the... artifacts and no. <laughs> seeing bigfoot in grand theft auto 5 no 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 i mean like towards the end of grand theft auto 5 like it was the first time that i had played a game of theirs and like didn't get bored and just like because I think the worst thing to talk about a game is you call it a podcast game. Like, I know some people are Ooh, like, yeah, what? I love I, I know some <laughs> people name? are like, they love podcast games. But like, for me, if a game is a narratively dri- a narrative driven game and I spend the vast majority of the time like, man, I really don't care about any of this. I don't think that's really good. And that's kind of how I felt about like the middle point of Grand Theft Auto V until they're like, oh, by the way, we're going to rob this big bank. And that's going to be, like, the big thing that ends the Wait, game. Wait, they, they robbed several banks, so I don't know what 
and it's been five years since they beat the yeah, game. I, I don't know. Say, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, it's sixty dollars, eighty Canadian <laughs> after tax, ninety-two something, almost a hundred dollars in twenty eighteen, year of our Lord. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I think the midway point is like, I'm pretty sure it's after you're forced out of Los Santos. And into the country. Yeah, it's been it's been so long now that I think about it. Cause there's there's like three or four story. The, there's just a moment I know in the middle where like they all separate, and you're like just dealing with the fact that Michael still hates his kids, and you're just dealing with the fact that uh, Franklin doesn't know what he's about to do, and uh, like they like there's a moment where they like just break apart before they come back together again and it was just kind of like oh this is this is kind I of a drag i don't I remember like, it exactly i like franklin's story a lot i guess that's for me where i i more or less like started checking out a little bit at the point where like he and michael have a falling out and so they're not doing anything i don't know it it's been so long i don't want to be like yeah this definitively happened this way <laughs> Um, well, for me, it was, it's more the <laughs> conflict of uh, Franklin trying to get out of, like, trying to make a bigger name for himself while also stri- trying to stay true to his roots. I was going to say on Grove Street, but that's San Andreas. <laughs> there is Grove Street that's, there, though. Th- yeah, that's right, because it is Los Santos. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it had or, the sorry. same cul-de-sac and everything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, they do that on purpose. Because... <laughs> right. uh, it's a bigger one, but um, I think that's maybe why I like the game because it has, you know, tinges of Grand Theft Auto Three with Michael, mm-hmm. even though he has a more story driven as a speaking protagonist as opposed to GTA Three. <laughs> Claude, who only appears in San Andreas as an opponent. Hmm. Yeah, I think it was San Andreas. Let me let me tell you who He's I. He's one of the racing uh, opponents. Let me tell you who what game I never finished. Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Oh, that, really, really, that really game is. That's probably my favorite or second favorite in the series. Yeah. See. No, it's, it's definitely my favorite. It's it's my favorite. And that's the thing that I was going to say. Like, the Grand Theft Auto games, I games I get really invested in for about like ten hours. And then, like, (laughs) after 10 hours, it's kind of like, man, okay, so the next mission is going to be, again, going and driving from one end of the city to the next to do some illicit kind of deal. I'm going to shoot a ton of people, and then I'm going to go back and do this again. And that's usually where it loses me. And I think that's also usually in the beginning. Like, I get 10 hours into it, not 10 hours of story missions, but... 10 hours of just going around doing things. But then I start the story missions and the story missions are like at the beginning are always the same as like the side missions. Hey, go do this thing for me and come back. Maybe you'll earn something for me one day. Hey, go do this thing for me. I kind of like you go do this again and then we'll come do something else. Mission five. All right. I think you're trustworthy enough. I only known you for a week, but let's do this. I got this big drug deal. I want to run down. (laughs) And it happens with the same people, the same way every time. So 
I'm not saying that they're bad. I do think the Grand Theft Auto games are good. I just think they always lose me about midway through. And Red Dead Redemption only lost me because some mission that I was supposed to find some little girl in the grass glitched out and I could never find her. And I said, well, fuck this game. <laughs> and this girl. <laughs> and this, no, I did not say that. She was supposed to be. That's, that's, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it. I hope that the game is good. I hope it's everything that everyone wants it to be. It looks amazing. Um, it's. I hope it has a photo mode, unlike God of War, which doesn't have it yet. Um, Wait, I hope it has a photo. What? Yeah, yeah. There's no photo mode in God of War yet. I've s- did I did I miss that it released? Because I was looking because I couldn't. Oh, it's a three uh, update three days ago. Did it just? Because literally three days ago, people were saying, yeah, so it's still not available yet. They're, they're saying they're Isn't going to release count? it, but it will be a free update when it comes out. Because I was looking, because I was like, Oh, I got, I got clickbaited, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know Kotaku, Steven Totillo wrote an article that was like, God of War needs photo mode, and it really does. Because there See, are some amazing scenes in that game. Exactly. That's opinionated. That's not saying everything we know about Skyrim or Elder Scrolls 6. <laughs> and the answer is nothing. <laughs> uh, so we know that they're working on the game. Um, it's all we got yeah. right now. <laughs> um, speaking of well, games that I, are being worked on. Oh, go ahead. Peggle 3? Uh, there is uh, probably going to be a Peggle three. I mean, I'm just for Matt himself. I don't, I'm going to EA. Pl- I'm going to EA Play in about a month's time. I'll keep my eye out. <laughs> they haven't even released Peggle two on PC. I don't think they're going on Peggle three yet. Has it not <laughs> been? Re- is it just PS four? Yeah, it's yeah, just a console game for those console people who play on their consoles. EA, hmm. why can't it just be on popcap.com? Is it not on Origin? Is it maybe just on Origin? Is that why? Oh, maybe. <laughs> uh, research time. I'm sorry. It, nope. It's just on console. That, that That's just a... I don't even know what it is. Well... PopCap got EA'd. <laughs> you know what's not on consoles yet and won't be what's... for a very long time? Beyond I wonder what it is. Too. Oh, it is. <laughs> Uh, did you guys see that there was the Beyond and Good and Evil 2 like live stream and announcement of like things that they're working on? Yeah, I remember also Michael Michel Ancel working on Wild and we're still waiting. <laughs> I think that he may have trashed Wild to say they finally gave me the green light. We're doing this. <laughs> yeah. Just just like holding up like 12 different things trying to make it together just drops it all like walk while right. walking away five steps before or like two steps before it hits the ground i mean look i think i understand what ubisoft is saying they're like look we had a major corporation trying to buy up our organization we need something to like we got to have throw everything you have at us what if we made Beyond Good and Evil 2 into an open-world 
multiplayer, massively multiplayer online RPG where you all play as pirates in space. Oh my god! So, <laughs> oh, it sounds like a Ubisoft game. <laughs> I mean, for for you, my like you. I don't think it's an MMO, is it? Or it, it's everything they say about the game makes it sound like it is. Is it single least, player right? and multiplayer? I would have to imagine it is. I mean, they do talk about like you getting a crew and all this stuff. So I I may have just misinterpreted that to mean you would be getting a crew of players with other players or they may just have been saying like you'll need to put together a crew of people that you recruit in a single player time i i don't really know which one what what i do know is that they got some new you can make um weird monster characters and you can make your own jetpack and you can fly around, and it's a big planet. That's about it. <laughs> um, no release date or window. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that's mostly what I was getting at. Like, they're still getting ship movement down and still talking about, like, player movement. There's no way that game is coming out on these consoles <laughs> <laughs> like, like oh oh are we going to have the console discussion again <laughs> like there's no way well like for one unless they fast track everything after this or they're literally just showing us this small snippet or whatever like there's no way that this thing releases before 2021 which will be at the mid stage of when the next consoles would release. Like, it's just no way. No. No. No way. No way. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this price is wrong. Should have put the price in, right? The Oculus Go hits the market this week, guys. Do you all have any interest in mobile virtual reality? I have an Oculus Rift I don't even use. Can I have it? <laughs> I, try, well, I try to use it. My room is not currently set up to give me the proper standing space. So certain games have become a nightmare to play, including... Um, uh, I can't even remember the name because I tried to set it up and it didn't work. Emily wants to play. That one seems fun. Yeah, it's the one where you run a lot. Sprint Vector. Hmm. Now, if it's on mobile, if it's uh, its own thing, that makes more sense to me. Hmm. You set up anywhere. Like, I don't want to move my computer to the front room. I got, like, 20 different cables attached to it. So, it's interesting, because it is, it is, I mean, essentially what they're saying is it's completely headless. Or, like, you don't even need to use your phone. <laughs> Well, you be headless if you keep walking around with it on, but yeah. <laughs> um, you you can pair it to like an, a companion app on your phone um, and you can download things directly, um, but you can use a companion app to like put things in the store ahead of time. Kind of like, you know, your console, if you have your PlayStation app, you can go buy games and then they'll just be ready for you on your PlayStation when you get home if you want to download them. Um, this is a similar thing with a companion app, but everything can happen like without 
any of that stuff on there. You just drop into the different apps that they have. Um, I don't know if any of these games are good on this thing, though. Uh, it's the only question. <laughs> and I've, I'm still very much of the opinion that gaming is like the worst possible expenditure to use most of that on, most of this stuff on. But I mean, if it's where you got to go to get people invested, it's where you got to go. Um, they're claiming two and a half hours of battery life um, for video and two hours while playing games, which is not enough. Uh, <laughs> but. At the end of the day, I think it's a great start, especially because it's only, you know, I think 199, I think they said it is. It's either 199 or 169. I oh, can right. never. 199. So go. Certain video markets are now a lot more accessible, especially wirelessly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think because they have a Netflix app on there and everything. Um, so yeah, I mean, literally, I think the thing I'm most interested in is in this point is I hope that the, uh, PlayStation VR can, (laughs) can get to this point, um, because it's pretty much the same price point right now, but it's tethered. So I'm hoping that maybe they can, uh, and I know they don't have Facebook money like that. Um, but maybe they got the money to be able to make something else that's, also detachable um because those games are better um and you can still watch uh what is it uh netflix and all of those things on it so mm, what do you guys think you think and you... other things and other <laughs> <laughs> yeah, two hundred dollars two hundred dollars not a lot of money not play games not a lot of money to play games you play beat saber hopefully which Beat. looks amazing. What is Beat Saber? It's Rock Band, but for hitting Swords. things. Oh. Huh. Okay. It's amazing. You pretty much you have a right a red and blue saber. You have red and blue blocks. You hit them in directions. Oh, uh, I know what this is now. It's a rhythm game. Yeah. This is the rhythm of the night. <laughs> What? <laughs> Sorry, it's a good song. Oh my god. Um <laughs> This article, I, I found a digital trends article talking about it. He's like, if you're like us, you've always felt there was one thing missing from Star Wars. Interpretive dance. Um anyway, <laughs> <laughs> the Beat Saber game looks dope. I remember seeing that and thinking to myself, I am terrible at rhythm games. I will never be able to play this. Um, and that's why I didn't remember it. <laughs> yeah. I, it was the first thing I saw. I'm like, okay, I need notes on it. I need a Twitter account to yeah. <laughs> give me, give me this. Also not enough space in my room. God dang it. <laughs> I got to like move my bed like entirely over and just like make, put everything, shove it in the corner. Like, all right, time to go. <laughs> you can get like one of those Murphy's beds that pulled out from the wall. Yeah, uh, I don't know how long I'll be here. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, the plan isn't to be here very long. Um, <laughs> Who knows? 
when we uh I know we talked about God of War earlier, but there are there's seemingly a never ending supply of God of War stories these days. Um so the first one of course is it is the highest selling PlayStation exclusive um launch in the sense of it's hit three million sales in the first three days of being released. Ooh. Um which Quite is a few. Which, if you do the math, is three uh, a one million a day, um, but it's more likely that they got a ton of pre-orders. Three million pre-orders, and then they counted it that Monday. What the time is? It probably has a better legs than other top-selling PS4 games because, like, even up until launch, I was like, okay, it's Dad of War, it's Kratos <laughs> and his son. Mm-hmm. And it's an over-the-shoulder. It's more Soulsian in the terms of its combat. It's not as you know. It's not character action heavy like a Bayonetta or a God of War game, right? But I was like, oh yeah, there's. I saw like item level or sorry, yeah, skill trees, item levels, gear. Mm-hmm. crafting items mm-hmm. maps mm-hmm. Oh, dude, I love i'm like maps. what the fuck is this game it is I, man <laughs> and just when you start playing it you, th- you really think the same thing honestly you do start saying to yourself what even is this game <laughs> where where is the man i know and love who killed his family because he thought he was doing the right thing <laughs> Old game spoilers, people, not new game. Wait, there's killing in this game? That's you know, <laughs> it's 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 only a small amount. I mean, okay. it's tasteful, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, like you know, giant like totem squishing a giant's head. Troll's head, specifically troll. Okay, well, dr- giant gigantic thing. You don't. You don't. You know, one thing you there is a moment where there is a giant that's involved, by the way, but it's not a it's not a thing that you're fighting giants that often. It's more yeah. more of the the you like I said, they left a lot of room for you to be able to do more stuff in that world. <laughs> um, speaking of which, Corey Barlog has ideas for this world. <laughs> okay, so from what I heard, he was just like. What'd you like to do? I got like some ideas in my head, and they're like five more games. Right. So he never said that he was they were making five more games, but he did say he has ideas about five different God of War games. And it turned into a ton of articles about having five different God of War games. <laughs> and I mean, just with the things that they left in there, there are two Norse myth things that they could do. Then there are three in the other realms that they mention, um, which is traveling to, like I said earlier, Egypt, Japan, and I think it would be Ireland for the uh, Celtic worlds. Um, Ireland or Scotland area. And then... um, You made one country very angry. (laughs) Did I make make Scotland angry? Well, you I, said both. As well, I, I meant in that area. I don't know 100% of the history I of Celtic know. culture. I know that it blends. Somewhat. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do, and I'm offended. 
Um, but the uh, then he also mentioned a TV series, a 10 to 13 episode series on Twitter that he would like to do. Um, to which I replied to him, no, you're thinking too small, man. I have an entire prequel trilogy series of <laughs> of ideas of, that you could go with uh, based on just what they've written into the game's backstory about. Oh, yeah, low engagement return. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. I he didn't come back to me. He was just talking. He was talking with somebody from CNET, I think, about movies. Um, but he was like a ten to thirteen. Go ahead. He didn't hire you after that? I wish. I wish. I think I got to send him a script. I got to ah, okay. send him a script. Sorry, like, sorry, sorry. A treatment. <laughs> a treatment of a script. To be like, hey, this is this is just a this is just an outline. You tell me what you think. Uh, and then he uh he talked about single player games. Um mostly in the sense of mentioning that he thinks that they're back on the rise, but that there's a natural ebb and flow where people are more or less interested in single-player games over time. Um, and right now we're seeing so many games that are exploding in popularity that are just multiplayer only that there is a niche that single-player games can fill right now where when those games start to die off again, there's going to be people looking for the next big multiplayer game while right now people are looking for what's the savior of the next big single-player games or whatever, so... It yeah, I mean, it's it is interesting to see the fourth game in the series, uh, in a single player series, that is a console exclusive, be treated as if it was a regular single player game across <laughs> multi platforms that doesn't have the backing of a publisher that wants to sell the console based on its exclusivity. Because I remember playing Evil Within two last year and seeing a lot of articles being like, "Hmm, this is a surprising game. No one told us about." <laughs> Well, my quote's on the goddamn commercial, and I told you to play this game. <laughs> no one played it. Yeah, yeah. Bethesda losing mad money because they're still trying to make single-player games. Yeah. Though, I will say... Um... On the same... Uh, by Z- with ZeniMax at the board, including Donald Trump's brother and Cal Ripken Jr. <laughs> I love that fact every time, because it's Cal Ripken Jr. deciding the fate of video games. Again, with an Iron Man like street, <laughs> you know, it's it's always interesting to look at what the games that Bethesda makes, because I'm not really sure that the games that they like, I think Doom probably made money because it was Doom. But I don't really know, like some of the other things that they've decided to make, like making a horror game is a is a is a lofty proposition um of any kind um if yep. you're not resident evil <laughs> um, it's by the person who made resident evil 4 so i mean i know that video game directors carry some weight but i like movie directors don't even really carry a lot of weight these days what are you talking about there's a scorsese film coming out and People are like, oh, that's going to be good. I'm like, but it's on Netflix. We're like, but it's Scorsese. Right. They say it's going to be good. It doesn't mean they watch it. Like, it's also on Netflix. Like, <laughs> Netflix. Wait, it's just free money? <laughs> no, but as you mentioned about games that are being, you know, subsidized by the fact that they're just trying to sell consoles um, and getting pushed to sell consoles. 
Uh, mm-hmm. Netflix subsidizes movies with high marquee names on them to associate their brand with those names. But a movie theater chain isn't like fighting to be like, yeah, give me that next, that next Scorsese movie. That's going to be a hundred million dollar hit. That's going to bring people to the theaters on a regular basis. When was the last time you heard that? Departed. That yeah. was over 10 years ago. <laughs> He's made like zero movies since then. That's not true. <laughs> I know. I'm going to check. <laughs> He's made some Oscar nominated movies since then. <laughs> okay. Are we talking about producing or developing or directing? Sorry. I guess. Yeah. Oh, I think yeah. The Wolf of Wall Street. What are you talking about? I was about to say The Wolf of Wall Street was the only. Oh, movie 392 million. <laughs> The Wolf of Wall Street was the only movie I was thinking of that was going to break my idea here. Hugo made lost a lot of money. <laughs> yes, I know. That's the movie I was actually thinking about. Um, oh, Silence also lost money. And they didn't get Oscar wins or nominations. Goodfellas was good. Uh, I, Big if true. <laughs> Ray Liotta. Ray oh, Liotta. Yeah, and now he's on Netflix. <laughs> Isn't he on that show where his family's hiding from people? <laughs> Catfish? What? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's Ray Liotta on that show. I feel so like where they hide from? What, The Walking Dead? No, no. There's a, there's a series on Netflix where the family's in like witness protection or something like that. Um, man, I can't think of it. What, what the <laughs> world am I thinking of? Anyway, um, this is not nope. a movie podcast. Uh, yeah, I, w- I want to play a single player game that just revolves around Le- Ray Liotta. That's his everyday <laughs> life. Uh, the making. Uh, oh no, he was a narrator for Making of the Mob, but Shades of Blue. No, that was an NBC show. No, I think I'm just confusing him with another middle-aged white guy with brown hair that is a mobster in this show. Well, there's uh, only like th- it's only like two. three of those, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> um, no, um, it's a show that anyway, anyway, not not important, not important. Um, off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> we are. We are completely off the rails. Talk about how people, Activision doesn't pretend or doesn't acknowledge Destiny 2. Oh, wait, they do acknowledge Destiny 2, you know, Uh, sometimes. Remember in their financial report where they're like, look at all of our crowning accomplishments in World of Warcraft (laughs) and Starcraft and uh, Call of Duty and uh, uh, everything but Destiny. Yeah, everything else is on the up and up. Hearthstone added new people. Over 200 million people are playing the Black Ops series. All these different things and nothing about Destiny 2. That is funny. Um, it is. Are you still playing? Destiny 2? Yeah. I actually... Remember I told y'all I bought the game because my friend wanted me to play it with him? Yeah. I bought the game. I never played it with him. I played the first three missions and I haven't turned it back on since. There's an expansion out this week, I think, I have, or soon. I can't tell you how tempted I am to buy the expansion, but everything I like about that game, they ruined. So, I mean, 
<laughs> it's going to be a minute before I'm back based upon their update schedule they're making. Because uh-uh. their update <laughs> schedule is, let's just make it more like Destiny 1. And they just keep coming back and doing more of those things. So I think let by the time just, Destiny 3 let, comes out, we'll be good. Let me just read this guide by former App Trigger writer here in Cryer. Um, release near the end of 2018... Oh, certainly. That's um, a third DLC. Warmind coming sometime in May. And it was revealed this week, I think, on Twitch. Yeah. They have a they have a fall update coming with uh, a new mode, new to the first-person shooter genre in fall. <laughs> okay. Mars looks a lot bigger than Mercury. Top <laughs> <laughs> comment on the reveal. <laughs> <laughs> well, because well, that was the thing. Like the um the the third expansion, so like or fourth expansion. So they did in Destiny. They had the first expansion, which was like a, a new raid and a couple of new like missions and things. Then there was the second expansion, which didn't even have another raid, but had like another new mode that you ran into. Then the third expansion was the Taken King. And then the fourth expansion was the Rise of Iron. And the Rise of Iron had Mercury in it. And Mercury was literally like one stage. So. <laughs> yeah, so, another one is hope this isn't another one hour DLC again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that's exactly what it was. Uh, so this one's been following a different path entirely. Um I don't even remember if there were other expansions, to be honest. I think there was one. I don't know. But they've been doing no. nothing but catch up for like six months since this game came out. Yeah. They've been playing behind the eight ball ever since Fortnite and <laughs> and PUBG came out pretty much. Because I mean, they're like, oh, let's have an engaging FPS experience that's not... Riddled with microtransactions? Riddled with microtransactions, not <laughs> pay-to-win shaders. Oh, God. You know, this is part of the reason why I haven't played. Like, every time I think about it, I like I just remember, like, I saw the shader stuff, and I was immediately turned off. I remember being really mad last year about this game and how it was coming out and what they were changing. And me just being like, this doesn't look good. <laughs> this doesn't look good. And other people who also play Destiny being like, I don't know. I think they can make it work. I'm just glad that I didn't spend a ton of hours in it thus far. Because I'd probably be me more mad. Um, anyway, they're going to have a Battle Royale mode in fall. Who knows? <laughs> Apparently, they don't think anyone else will know that it's Battle Royale. Um, but it's going to be revealed at E3. And it will be Battle Royale. So, there you go. Um, everyone gets to make money. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh so anyway the name of my movie podcast is actually so anyway it's a new one it's coming out three weeks guys <laughs> uh anyway sorry i'm just kidding um microsoft engagement is through the roof guys. let's talk about this let's talk about let's talk about the greatest press release i've ever read that tells you absolutely nothing about how a company is doing <clears throat> So, 
so, so Matt, I want you to tell me what you can glean. I'm gonna read a good part of this, just so, just, to, yeah. just so that you're aware of what this is. The Microsoft press release about the the status of their games today. I'll read along. We're witnessing a record-setting number of players playing at record levels and engaging in new ways. Now, <clears throat> what were the previous records? No mention. But Xbox Live players are up 13%. Xbox One sales are up 15% over the same period last year. Now, <clears throat> let me take a break. Let me take a break. Wait. There was a Verge article that asked particularly how many Xbox One games have you sold? Microsoft refuses, as they say, we no longer look at Xbox One console sales as a metric of how they're doing. You cannot say that statement and then also in a press release state Xbox One sales are up 15% over the same period last year because you just said that's not a metric you care about anymore. (laughs) If I mention anything more than con floor sitters, it's Xbox's terrible engagement written up by this chief marketing officer for gaming at Microsoft, the man responsible for making everything sound marketable and nice, <laughs> saying that there. this comes from the post of a record-setting road to E3. What records are you setting? 15% more? Uh, what does that mean? But guys, we've seen more than 600,000 friendships forged. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's is when you... Which, which, again... Only only through the looking for group feature. Who knows how many f- actual friendships have been made outside of such a record-breaking feature. By the way, the, 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 re- the reason why it's record-breaking is they introduced it last year. Um, so of course. <laughs> oh, is that true? Interesting <laughs> how that works. In it, <laughs> they also introduced clubs last year. Um, so of course, there's a record-setting amount of clubs. Um, so the thing, the thing in here that's amazing is we reached a couple milestones recently. Players ha- with players having enjoyed over four billion hours on games released through ID at Xbox. Um, First of all, I I don't even do they announce the ID at Xbox games anymore. Like I know uh, Cuphead yeah. was one. Is uh, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds was not one? one? It wasn't. Cup. Now I gotta check. No, yeah. continue. Oh, yeah, yeah it it's was definitely. I was gonna say I think it definitely was one because they published it. Um, but so then they say they yeah. Nearly a billion hours on games in our Xbox One backward compatibility library. Guess what, guys? Nearly doesn't count for anything. Either you hit a billion or you didn't. Just why would you even? They have to have something to say about that. because Something that also I've noticed about the word, we also reached a couple milestones recently with players having enjoyed over 4 billion hours of games through... Xbox, ID, Xbox, and nearly one billion hours on games on games in our Xbox One backward compatibility. That doesn't mean that a billion hours were played through Xbox backward compatibility. That just means any games from that library have been played across Xbox 360 and Xbox One. 
in this not country. even necessarily backwards compatible. It could just be 360 players playing. We don't know because they're not saying anything. Oh. I'm sure we'll find out more at E3. You know what they? Oh, you know what? I can't wait for the net, the newest fucking car to join that fucking stage. <laughs> I can't wait for it. So aggression in your voice. Look, let, yes. me, let me let's talk about this though, Daniel. Before we get there, this there, here's one part of this that tells you everything you need to know about how Xbox Game Pass is currently doing. Um, last year, Mixer exceeded more than 10 million active users in a month for the first time. That is a the only number in this entire thing beyond the friendships and clubs. <coughs> so then, as they're talking about Xbox Game Pass, it has been a great contributor to growth in players and engagement. With over 100 great games for one low monthly price. You know, I'm just going to finish reading the rest of the paragraph. You know what it doesn't say in there? How many active users there are of the Xbox Game Pass subscription? <laughs> That's true. They also don't tell you that they have had community mixer events where they give away co- uh, controllers, games, a bunch of stuff pretty much to boost their own numbers. Because why would you include paying people to go on mixer Yeah, at all? I'm pretty sure they have they give away xbox game pass now with like a purchase of a console but maybe i'm maybe i'm wrong i'm pretty sure they were there were certain like certain bundles that were giving away i think um so anyway they they finish with it's a great time to be a gamer and be a part of team xbox we're hard at work on exciting plans for e3 from what a great briefing filled with new games to the fan experience at Microsoft Theater. This is our biggest D3 yet. We look forward to a great week for gamers. Look, man. Yay! Every, every single year, Microsoft has said the exact same thing. And you know what? I'm almost falling for it again. I'm almost like, well, maybe this will be the year that we actually get something new from them. You know, not something that was from five years ago that hasn't come out yet. In in the, like, and I know this is a complaint about PlayStation and a complaint about like Nintendo as well about like introducing games too early and then not releasing them. But like, those two companies make other games. Like, <laughs> what, <laughs> like what is coming out? Like literally, this this press release comes out and it's talking about all these things to look forward to. You like State of Decay two comes out right before E three. You there's no other. What other Microsoft exclusive is announced after that? And don't say Crackdown. I refuse to believe that game is getting released. <laughs> I'm trying look, to think of. I've you know. seen Crackdown three literally in my hands playing, and I don't believe it's real. <laughs> I was there in the trenches right near the car. I I was watching a stream of it and I couldn't believe it was real. I was like, is this a PS2 game? This is a PS2 game. They don't even make PS2s at Microsoft, but it's a PS2 game. It feels uh, <laughs> like one of those PS1 or PS2 arcade games that inexplicably exists in the year of our Lord 2018. Yeah. It's yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know what else is coming out for them. 
but apparently, you know, uh, State of Decay, which looks terrible. Yeah, I haven't heard great things about that. Um, Sorry, two State of Decay two should be safe. Uh, I was mostly like, you know, there are people who, and I don't know if Microsoft pays these people to do this, but it happens every year, um, where they're like hyping up everything that's meant to happen at their E three conference. Um, but yeah, I mean, last year they were supposed to have like a ton of announcements. I couldn't tell you what actually came out since last year <laughs> on Xbox beyond Sea of Thieves and State of Decay 2 um, and Cuphead, obviously. Uh, I don't know, man. I Everything says that they're supposed to be investing more money into this platform. Um, like, literally everything from the Game Pass to the subscription services to the investments in live and Windows media and all that stuff. But I don't know. I, I have a hard time believing that company that has been on the verge of getting rid of the Xbox as a platform for years is, is that invested in Xbox maintaining itself as anything other than the name of the publishing company that they become. <laughs> uh, Look forward to Halo 6. I... Woo. They have to introduce that this year, don't they? I mean, what else would they have? Uh, um, they would... Halo 7? <laughs> they, they, they're filming them simultaneously. That's what's happening. <laughs> I just looked Halo 6, and of course there are very many things. Halo 6, release date, latest news, and wish list. Everything we know Halo, about Halo 6. Halo 6 for Xbox One. Everything we expect so far. Halo 6, Xbox One release date, news, 2018 updates, and E3 rumors. Halo 6 could be VR. (laughs) Oh, God. Will Halo 6 be a game in VR? Will it be Battle Royale? Oh, my God. I think that's pretty much a given. Remember how last year I was like, you know, maybe, maybe others will take a little bit longer to try to figure out this Battle Royale thing, you know? Um, I think the game Battle Right is what it's called, which is like Battle an arena Tech? game. Oh, no, no Battle no, Right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. No, it was just announced that they're getting a Battle Royale mode. So yep. I, I thought that gaming companies would be smarter, and that was my my mistake. I didn't realize. <laughs> Look, Battle Royale is a fad in the idea that everyone want, will make one. That doesn't mean that there will not be great ones. I didn't like, say that there wouldn't be great ones. I just did. I just thought people would learn from the last time we did this. How no! many World of Warcraft clones were there, and how many how of many them are there Doom now? Clones were there. How many Doom clones are there now? How many Diablo clones are there? How many Call of Duty clones are there? Like Medal of Honor <laughs> died for the sins of trying to become a Call of Duty. Like there's there's like. There's two major first-person shooter games that can do war. There's two games that are already doing Battle Royale. Like, who's going to come in and infiltrate that? Minecraft. <laughs> Minecraft Battle Royale. <laughs> I mean, um, Lego. Mm, Lego Battle Royale. You know. Oh, <laughs> you just created a Fortnite like. <laughs> like I, I 100% would absolutely go ahead. They have the licensing too. Man, could you imagine? Imagine it. Just think about it. You know, they got Batman. Like, you could be Lego Batman on the field in Battle Royale. I'm just saying. 
Don't call me Lego. But well, I mean, like, <laughs> I we we're already seeing like battle royale created. Um, like I I just want to see different styles. Like you can have your battle. I I'm waiting for the battlefield. Um, battle royale that might be actually interesting because EA has proven that they can make big vistas mm-hmm. and big maps and that stuff and have it polished kind of when they polish it and not have a jankity mess as Rebecca would say mm-hmm. um, Titanfall perfect nobody cares about that IP anyway like battle royale. <laughs> you know people who play the game care they just <sighs> just not many of them uh Uh, no no yeah because ea puts it against its own battlefield series because they wanted to put respawn entertainment in a bad spot so that they could just buy them outright anyways (laughs) conspiracy hat taken off um i mean like you see even like flailing ones right now the failing new york i mean uh the failing uh (laughs) Uh, uh it, the name escaped me. I made the joke instead of remembering what the game is. Darwin Project. <laughs> Darwin Project. Yeah. Which is um, uh, Frozen Tundra and made by people in Montreal. That's your Canadian fact of the day. Oh Lord. Go Raptors. Um... Oh. <laughs> Go the other Cavaliers. Oh God. <laughs> Do you see uh, SNL this weekend? I, I posted that in the uh, the sports chat. Sports chat. Okay, I did see that was a cut for time sketch, but yeah, pretty much you just throw LeBron James, Jr. and some dudes with who look like extras that um that Drago kill on the on route to Rocky Four. <laughs> it's, uh, that, it's, it's <laughs> that's the guy who hits threes. For the Cavs, I can't remember his name. I think it's an interesting uh, um, thing that games are just kind of turning to Battle Royale. Because I feel like it is kind of like you said. Like, your game is failing or your game is trying to increase engagement in some kind of way. Why not throw a Battle Royale mode in? It only took Epic five months to turn it around with 30 people. Go ahead and do it. And Well, the thing is, they already had all the basis of an pve game right and then they're just like okay well let's just change these values Mm -hmm. and then just piecemeal it together and but they're because they had a solid early access like they had a full launch but early access amount of content that's what Mm -hmm. i'd like to consider like a small in scope but like solid idea Mm -hmm. and while you know everyone else is just trying to do the same but they're trying to do the PUBG thing and even a smaller scale than what PUBG started with which you know you're not first yeah if you're not first you're last yeah i i guess i just really thought that people would see like or look at previous times where they would say look let's just get it right um, like it, it doesn't make sense to me that Destiny would ever try to be a battle royale game. Nothing about Destiny screams battle royale in any kind of way. Um, like you, you got classes and all that stuff in there. Like 
like if you once you add classes and stuff, you can easily make it so that's and and starting from scratch each time is not anything of what Destiny is about. It's about getting as powerful as you can. And it's weird that they would even be considering this new to the first person shooter genre mode that they're going to add to their game. Um, but, you know, I mean, it's you, you find yourself in a tough spot. You got to pick among the things that are working to try to get it in. Um, I don't know. It, it's it, it's a weird thing to me. I really thought we would be at a certain point where people would say, hey, let's not do that thing we did where we flooded the market with clones of this of this thing. And then the genre died and only three things survived. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that is uh as all I actually have time for today. So Daniel George, tell the people where they can find you. You can find me not remembering the name of Kyle Corver on Twitter at it's Daniel George. <laughs> um, he's the 54 year old of the Cavaliers team. Still hitting them jumpers, though. Still yes. hitting them jumpers. I did <laughs> like how LeBron James uh, decided to work on his pull-up game yeah, for man. game one. He's just, like, learning skills. That's great. He needs to be better. <laughs> and, oh, yeah, let's just win the fucking game off a bank shot off the off glass. Like off the wrong maniac. leg. Yeah. Off the wrong oh, leg. Man. All because... All because he got Phantom Fouled. Um, yeah. I'm not salty. Uh, <laughs> you can find me on twitch.tv slash degenerator. We should be playing back to playing Divinity Original Sin 2 on Thursday. Uh, Monta, one day we need to get you in for, um, for Jackbox. Absolutely. Yes, we do. Uh, it's been real fun with groups of four or more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Until... We try to hold it together until we eventually go into Quip Flash Hell. <laughs> it usually doesn't take very long. Like once one person crosses the line, it's like okay, well. Well, it's more of like okay, your your heart. Like we did a fibbage with um with V for Vendetta X's on both sides on Twitch, and uh, he told he did lie about or enough about you where you have to tell the truth about yourself, and then he told a lie. Oh. I'm like, well, that's okay. We need to get to Quiplash. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, hope to get that going soon. Uh, and that's it. And Matt Rutkowski, where can the people find you? Uh, people can find me on Twitter at Monte World Peace, and they can find me on Fansided, where I am now actually going to be doing a weekly column, generally about basketball. Yeah, so, that is cool. Amazing. How many people are mad at you today? Oh man, uh, I haven't checked on that. Yesterday it was five. But... Yeah, oh yeah, it's always great when I used to write heavily snarky, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and a lot of people were like, "This isn't what I expected." I, you think you're so funny? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's right. You 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 just you're just a Lakers fan. I'm sorry, you won ten championships since 1980, as we learned today. um you can find me at gotmab21 you can find the show at screen liquor podcast you can find us on twitter find us on facebook you can find us on pretty much any podcast thing you need except spotify working on it but 
other than that, um, we are everywhere. And if you want, you can also just go to the Twitter feed. I have the RSS feed right there for you. Um, and with that, I thank Matt and Daniel for joining me today. And we will talk to you all next week. Goodbye. Bye.